Donald Jeffries. Donald Jeffries. Author of Hidden History and Survival of the Richest. Host of The Donald Jeffries Show. Billy Ray Valentine. Billy Ray Valentine. Host of the Infinite Fringe Podcast. Researcher, truth seeker from the Bronx, New York. Tony Arterburn. Tony Arterburn. Radio host, combat veteran, precious metals analyst, and alt historian. Together, they take on the headlines of the week, decode the disinformation, and plow through the mainstream propaganda. Unauthorized, unscripted, and unintimidated. Unintimidated? This is America Unplugged. All right, what is going on? No fancy introduction today because I don't have it. All right, so you will just have to uh, buy me for now. That's all. That's all we're doing. It's it's uh, America Unplugged right here on Rockfin and, of course, uh, on AmericaUnplugged.com and on Podbeam. You know where to find it. You know how we do. My name is Billy Ray Valentine, and I am not joined by the usual suspects today. So we brought in the reinforcements, ladies and gentlemen. We brought in the best and the brightest from across the country because that's what we do here on America Unplugged. The shouts to Donald Jeffries, who has 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 consistently and methodically X'd me out of his fantasy football league year after year after year, okay, because he does not want me to take him and his friends' money. I understand that, okay? Next year, I'm coming to take your money, sir. And shouts to Mr. Tony Arterburn, who's uh, giving speeches around the country. That's what he's doing right now, man. Uh, no lie. <laughs> so, what's up, Tone? Greetings and blessings, man. All right. So, I got, I got my people with me. We're going to go to the kill shed, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a bit since I've been in the kill shed. It's been a bit since uh, live from the kill shed has been a thing. The, the dude himself. What's up, Mr. Um, John Brism? Shock Brison? What's going on? The Patriot Street Fighter. Black Trump, what is going on? Say what's up to the people. I, I don't know how many, but eventually it's going to be so many names that are going to have each other. That's going to be the whole show of us just going through some names, right? <laughs> you know, I, I'm, doing, I'm doing well. I'm what's happy going? to be here on America Unplugged. I'm doing good, Billy. We do owe the people live from the kill shed yeah. uh, a rap, MAGA rap and Q-rap edition, yeah, which man. I got a new Nassar and Kassara song that was given to me by my friend Ensemble Vid. So oh that'll be God, good. We're going to add that to the list. Trump train, Trump train, Trump train, Trump train, Trump train. Trump train. Trump train. Trump train. Trump train. Trump train. We can't wait for all of that. That's happening at some point. Keep an eye out for it. Of course, we got the dynamic Kenzie with us. How are you, Kenzie? And we get to see her today. What's going on, Kenzie? Say what's up I'm, to the people. I mean, I'm just here. So, and yeah, I get to be seen today. Not just a, not just a logo. I'll try <laughs> to do better at this when I come on. Um, I'm, you give, I'm here. You, you give me, you know, an excuse. I don't want to be seen, you know, so I'm like, Kenzie's not seen. I can just turn off my camera. Yeah, me either. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the hardest wor- working man in the alternative media, ladies and gentlemen, what's up? Mr. Charlie Robinson needs no introduction. How are you, sir? What's going on? I want to get in on that fantasy football league too. When we figure out how to crack into John's league, Hell let yeah. me know. <laughs> yeah, I feel like good. right now this is like training camp for us. Like we got the starters are 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 sitting this one out. Right. This is like a, like a preseason <laughs> game. 
We're gonna. You brought in three backups for vying for to try and make the team. That's all right. B team. It's we're okay. the B team. We're the fine. Yes, we're the American Plug B team. That's right, exactly right. what it is, Sean. Not, not three backups. We pulled off like like incredible Yankee level trades. Is what we oh. did here. That's what we did. Uh, That's um, sweet. Yes. No. It's 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 the truth. Thank you guys for joining me here on such short notice. What's up, everybody listening? Listen, we're gonna get into a couple of things. Uh, you know, there there's no shortage of news. Of course, we'll talk about your dude Donald Trump. But first, I want to talk about. Uh, in 2030, you'll own nothing and be happy about it, right? And this has been circulating throughout the alternative media for some time. And and I haven't really had the time to look into it. I listened, of course. Um, and um, I had a conversation with Neil Sanders for the podcast. Neil Sanders has a show that he does. Um, some dare call it conspiracy. It's brand new. It comes out like one episode per month. And he did a, he did an episode on Devos and, and, and the World Economic Forum and all that other shit. You know, and I started talking to him about it and he's like, listen, he's like, um, this whole thing is, is, uh, is uh, accredited to, to, uh, what is it? Carl Schwab or how am I, am I fucking up the name? Charles. Klaus, Klaus Schwab. Klaus, yeah. Klaus Schwab. Schwab, the Bond villain. Right. Klaus. <laughs> this whole thing, <laughs> this whole thing is a tra- accredited to him. And, and, and I, you know, I was like, okay, you know, there, there it must be, it must be that. And then he <laughs> tells me, he's like, it, it, you know, it really doesn't have much to do with him. If anything, um, it's uh, it, it is a World Economic Forum. Uh, it, it does come out of the World Economic Forum, but it was um, an article that was written. It was literally um, damn. Let me pull it up. Let me see. Uh, damn, I think I lost it. Of course I did. Of course. Why? Why would it, I have not it, lost? It was written, Ada it was Alkin, right? Yes, I was about. To, I was about. To... Right. Ada Alkin was. Uh, she's a Denmark, a politician from Denmark that wrote this and she is a part of the world economic forum in some way, shape or form. She's one of these young leaders and she wrote a story and we can find it. Anybody can Google it. The, the name of this because Forbes went ahead and republished it. So it was published by the world economic forum. And then Forbes went ahead and republished it. And it says, welcome to 2030. I own nothing. I have no privacy and life has never been better. Right. And uh, it says contributor to the world economic forum. But um. It's a three-minute read, if that. I read slow, and it took me about three minutes to read. So go read it. And this is nothing like like uh, I was, like I thought it was. This is, uh, uh, I mean, and we can still, you know, take a lot out of this because, uh, you know, she she is credited as one of the agenda movers in the World Economic Forum. So, And we see some of the symptoms, and I want to talk about some of the symptoms that we already see. Uh, uh, that lead back to, to this story, but it, it's just a story. That's all it is. It's not policy, right? They, well, at least it started off as a story. She is giving her opinion of what something, and, and by the way, we're not making it there in 2030, heads up. But he, she's giving some, uh, you know, uh, like, uh, like background on what she thinks will happen in 2030. John, I'm going to come to you first because you have some knowledge about this. You've already read it. I, I, I don't know if Kenzie or, or Charlie have, but I know Charlie has covered this extensively and I know, I know uh, uh, Kenzie is well aware. So I want everybody's thoughts. But John, I'm coming to you first. Um, you read this thing. What, what did you think? Am I off base by, by thinking that it was just like, it's, it's literally, literally like John and I have gotten together and we're, we're talking about dinosaurs. And, and I say, well, you know, 
I think, you know, we can recreate them and it can be like Jurassic Park. And John is like, nah, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe they did exist, but they don't exist anymore. You know that, hold on, who's here? Someone's here. It is me. John Dwight. What are you doing? Anyway. Okay. Tell me about it. What do you think? What do you think about this whole deal? Um, The alternative media has painted it in one way. Like it's a dick, like you own, you will own nothing and you will like it. That's the way I took it, you know? And I, I, I don't think that's what this aimed to be. I don't know. Go ahead. Tell me something. I can't hear. I think you. we need to bring the other John. Like but how you set yeah. it up. I think something happened to his stream, and he thank you. Come back uh, my fi my Firefox you. crashed all of a sudden the moment you 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 you. Did. I was supposed to speak. My Firefox just magically crashed somehow. <laughs> browser and you then the I said, uh, yeah, and so all of a sudden I had to bring. But anyway, um, okay. So I myself, you know, was under the same impression that you were talking about. Right. Uh, previously beforehand uh, and shout out to Neil. Uh, you know, I had, hadn't really done my due diligence. I just expected that this was a major thing for the world economic forum. Um, and just, you know, that it was being, you know, uh, parroted by Klaus Schwab and, and it's some of the things and the actions that they're doing or, or, or Noah, um, Yuval Noah Harari, uh, are pushing, which is kind of one of Klaus Schwab's mentors. Uh, you know, they are kind of like, like, like pushing, uh, you know, this narrative to some degree in their actions, okay? But it does, it's never directly came out of Klaus Schwab's mouth that I know of. Maybe Charlie knows. Um, and so, you know, when you read this thought piece by right. Aiken, and Aiken is a member, is a World Economic Forum right. young global leader, okay? She's also worked very much extensively with the United Nations as well, and I'll get to that, okay? So when you read it, you know, she she does give the cons, and that they, she has everything her little heart can desire, right? And there's no right. need for money, right? And they don't owe anything, but she's given by the World Order Masters anything that she wants. But at the same time, she has no privacy and she's monitored all, all the time by everything that she does. Right. Okay. So she's like, yeah, things are better. Things are greener, you know, supposedly. And there are people who kind of separated themselves uh, from this... Um, way of life as separatists and they kind of live how people lived previously beforehand with like their own currency system and and the world is less you know green you know and those societies so it's kind of looked at in the brave new world dichotomy of right. the people that lived within the brave new world you know Adams Adelisley Huxley's book and kind of like the indigenous people that lived outside that did things like sex you know so it's kind of like written in that mentality as well you know so the whole, like she, the whole thought piece, and some people could say is revelation of the method, you know, and you and, and I wouldn't say revelation of what method in the way most people say it is, and that it's you know they think they can negate their karma, which I don't believe in karma, uh, by telling you know things like it may be or things may happen. Right, but right, I do right. believe that there's some truth to that, and that the way I look at it is that they kind of put these thought pieces out there to kind of prime people's minds to try to get them to accept it or to try to get them to to kind of. Uh, be disarmed, right. you know? Exactly. So I think there might be a revelation of method in that way. I mean, that's how they did their psychographical, psychological, and spirit, spiritual warfare at Cambridge Analytica in a lot of ways, mm -hmm. right? So I do think there is some truth to that. So, you know, her piece isn't all rainbows, lollipops, and unicorns, all right? right. She does say that it did come at a cost. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily know if that cost is worth it. Okay. I, I mean, I don't think so personally. Like, well, I, I don't either. But I'm saying, right. how what she asks, you right. know, right. and you could say, well, it's all disingenuous, 
And I would say I'd likely agree with you knowing her background. Okay. Mm-hmm. But she at least put it put forth as a thought. And even the World Economic Forum has to add this is the not the thoughts of the World Economic Forum, but this is the thought of Ada thoughts of Ada Eichen. But then again, they're giving her a platform and she's a young global leader and she spoke at other World Economic Forum events. So you can't really get away with that, you know, plausible deniability either, mm-hmm. you know. And, but this article, like you mentioned, which is one thing interesting, well, it's published on Forbes. Well, Steve Forbes is a major long-term member of the Council for National Policy. Mm. So then you're like, okay, so it's being put by the World Economic Forum, which you would consider to be the left-wing part of the world order. Why is the right-wing part of the world order, you know, mirroring that? Well, it's my belief that there are Fabian socialists and the left-wing are communists, so they might disagree about how about bringing the world order, which right. more the left wants revolution, the more right CMP, La Circle wing, wants to do it by destabilizing institutions, but at the same time say that, oh, we want to protect institutions, why I call them the conservatives, but in reality, they don't protect crap. Okay. So that's Fabian socialism. So that's what they do. All right. right. So Forbes mirrors this and publishes it, even though it's a right wing publication. Right. And so what's that about? You know, and then, you know, you see that she is working with the United Nations, you know, which is kind of like the World Economic Forum and the United Nations work together, but then they're also antagonistic against each other. And, you know, who talks about the United Nations anymore when everybody's focused on the World Economic Forum? Not to say that people don't talk about the United Nations anymore, but it's almost like the World Economic Forum has surpassed that as being, you have the Great Reset and you have the Great Awakening. So the Great Awakening is represented by the UN. The Great Reset is represented by the World Economic Forum. Now, you could say that they both work together or they fight against each other, okay, but because of that, again, everybody's made Klaus Schwab. The reason why I say he's a Bond villain, and look, the, like I don't agree with what the World Economic Forum puts out. Obviously, I don't. I, I find Yuval Noah Harari to be detestable. Okay, but you know, and Klaus Schwab's dressed in his like Doctor Evil, almost like Bond villain. He's frozen. Yeah, he froze. Uh he froze. Oh well. Anyway, we'll was- get him back. We'll- We'll get him back. I thought it was me too. I, I I don't know what's going on. So he'll be fine. Kenzie, I'm coming to you, right? Um, so you heard what John had to say about this. Um, and and they do make reference to the loss of privacy, like off the bat, mm-hmm. right? It, it's in the title, in the official title, and then it's in the article. There's an AI that runs things. Right. And AI is responsible for our newfound freedoms, because in the article, we don't have, you know, we don't we don't have to work in a lot of a lot of ways. You know, there's a lot of different things that that uh, that that go on with AI that that make us not have to do those things. Right. Um, yeah. But it says you will lose your privacy and, and there is no there is no privacy. Everything you do, every single thing you do is documented by this AI. Anyway, go ahead. Give us your thoughts on the things in general, and then we'll come into charge. Yeah, I'll try to make it as quick as I can. I know he wants to say something. I see him. I so, see him. I, I, I see, see it him. too. Chomping at the bit. Go ahead. So, I mean, I I do see this coming true, but I don't want to give it a timeline, right. right? Because people need to be eased into these things. And I've even I have discussed this article with someone before because I'm, you know, they're kind of far out there. And I'm like, hey, do you want your kid growing up in this kind of world? And the response back was, 
I don't know. That seems all right. Like <laughs> the just the amount of okayness that was there was really frustrating because people will easily slide into this lifestyle. Right. And Easy. if you think about it, we're already a nation of renters anyway. People rent everything. And now with things like Alipay and whatnot, you can pay off a $10 pair of sunglasses and take a whole year to like pay it off. So we're already easing people into that mindset. The next step over is just turning that into the social credit system. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that it's that they're going to physically take things away from you. It's just going to be so expensive that you can't afford it. Mm -hmm. Um, And like just something to bring up because we're being pushed into this greener lifestyle um, on the Wise Wolf Gold account yesterday, I've tweeted about this kind of stuff before, but somebody had to get their battery replaced in a Chevy Volt. The battery alone, not including maintenance and everything, is $26,853. To buy the exact same Chevy Volt, it only cost you $17,990. The battery is more expensive than the car. Right. That's crazy. So, I mean, That's you're being pushed into this world. And we've already been told, is it by 2033 that they'll stop making combustion engines? That's what I was going to bring up. So you're yeah. going to well, get pushed Cal- into well, California, that. yes. In California. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, they're no, going to set the standard. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. a trendsetter. Right. They're, they're, the car, sorry, but the car companies actually, industry sets the standard for government. Right. A lot of car companies actually introduce the backup cams before government said that it's mandated because it's not technically mandated yet but every car that you're going to buy today has a camera on it it's got the extra safety features on it and like they push this sort of standard and i think that we'll see the same in banking and everywhere else you know this isn't just in our um easy get to work sort of lives like i think it's just revolves around your entire life across the board yeah go go ahead can you finish up i'm sorry no i want i want to hear what charlie has to say I'm gonna get to Charlie in just a second, but Charlie, I wanna, I, I wanna, I wanna put you down on something, right? Now, just, just give you my my train of thought. When I was reading this, it automatically took me back to to Apple Music. Nobody buys music anymore. <laughs> that was the, the that was the primer, right? You 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 subscribe for ten bucks a month, and you can stream whatever it is you want. So no, I don't have physical. I, I used, I still have actually a collection of of CDs that I bought when I was a kid like tons of them, you know, that, that, that hold value to me, you know, but, but my wife is like, throw them out. You don't need them anymore. And she's right to some degree, but I, but I want them, but this is the progression. This is where we're going. Right. And, and we're streaming uh, uh, television uh, left and right. Not that we ever owned any of that, but that's another thing. It's just, it's, it just goes to show where we're going to go. And, and a lot of the times, even when we buy like, like software for computers, it doesn't belong to us. It's just like, we we're able to license it and, and use it for a certain amount of time, but it doesn't necessarily belong to us. So I think that's where we're headed overall. Anyway, give me mm-hmm. your thoughts on all of this. What's up? Well, we've seen this direction with Tesla uh, and we can extrapolate out where this will go for us, where you have features in your car, but you need to pay a subscription service to access the features in your car. You want your car has heated seats, but did you pay your heated seat subscription? It's $30 for the winter or $45 for the entire year. Would you like to put that on your credit card today? (laughs) So you own the car, but do you own the car? Because you don't, and you have heated seats, but do you have heated seats? You do if you pay for the subscription to your heated seat mm-hmm. service, right. but but if you don't, then you don't. No, now back to the Klaus Schwab, you know the 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 YOLO nothing um, thought piece that they put out. Now, whether they explicitly say 
you'll own nothing or not. If they're pushing central bank digital currencies, which they are, you will, by default, come to a point where you will own nothing Mm -hmm. because the money in your bank account will be programmable. It will be set. It will have a variety of parameters that can be adjusted, including having it evaporate in your account on a, on like a delayed time, like a fuse, your, you know, 20% of your money expires at the end of the year, better go spend it. GDP numbers are way down. We need to boost that. Everybody's CBDCs are going to expire, or maybe they set it so that it only works on the company store at the company store and the company stores are all the world economic forum involved companies. So Amazon and Walmart and all those, but you want to go to Bob's lumber down the street, doesn't work. So, so in those companies where your CBDCs work, they don't actually sell you the product or maybe they do, but it's more like a subscription service to that as well. So they can make you in it. And if you take a long enough time, they can make you, they can kind of force you into this. But because if they control the money, they control you. Mm-hmm. And so that to me is is the devious high, hidden part. I, I don't I, you're right. I don't remember Klaus Schwab saying you'll own nothing and, and, and like it. But but they these are trial balloons. These are trying these are yeah. priming you. They don't need you to love it today. They just need you to be on board with it in eight years. <laughs> no, and so that's right, right. where they're going. So they can drip but it out. They're gonna ease us into it. Yeah, I think they're going to ease us into it. But, but you know, what um, – and I think this is inevitable. Like Kenzie was saying earlier, people will buy into this system, and, and, and gratefully so. You know, and, and it, it will have a ton of benefits. Um, but like John said, do we want to pay the price? Because absolutely nothing is for free, even though everything will seem like it is according to this piece, right? You don't even have to pay for a lot of things. Things become free after a while because they're so readily available or, or, or like cars. Nobody owns cars anymore because you can just order one or a flying car that will take you somewhere. So nobody, nobody owns cars anymore. Nobody owns a, a baking material. If you want one, you just summon one and there it is. And, and then you mm-hmm. bake and leave. No one lives in an apartment anymore or in a house. They just move and go wherever they want. And when they're not at their living quarters, somebody else is using it almost like an Airbnb. Right. They come in and and uh, according to the article, there's a what is it? Um, There's meeting space that goes on. Like, uh, you know, they, they come in and meet businesses, come in and meet in her living room. Uh, the person who wrote the article when she is gone. So. So, I mean, it, it, it will have its benefits. Right. Like not owning anything. You're stress free. And there's but but you have to. Literally sell your soul. And they're telling you this, mm-hmm. that you have to literally. um be tracked and be fine with it, even though we're already being tracked, you know, but it's just a more blatant manner. Like, I mean, there's still some ways to get around some things, but if we're going to buy into this system, that's the way we buy into it. That is the currency we pay. We pay with, with our lives really, you know, in, in full spectrum surveillance of our lives. John, I'm going to come back to you here. Um, cause you got cut off. Nice, nice, uh, dragon ball shirt, by the way. I saw the Dragon Ball movie last night. It was cute. Don't if spoil a, it for me yet. Don't spoil it for me. If you're a diehard Dragon Ball fan, you will not like it. Um, but if if you want to take your kids and you know you have small kids, they will love it. Anyway, go ahead, John. Um, no, I just I I do agree with Charlie. Um, and that it, it, again, it's 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 since it's, it's a thought experiment, 
it was a way for the World Economic Forum to insert it into people's minds mm -hmm. uh, to get them to think about it or to even later accept uh, it. Now, I will say this too as well, the, the kind of the inverse of that, of it being parroted by people like Clay Clark on the, Re the Reawaken America tour, which represents the false light, the great the awakening side. Very good. Uh, yes, and, it is weaponized. Right. Uh, so they're weaponizing it too. They're, 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 um, uh, you know, whipping their base into a frenzy of 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 of, of MAGA supporters and in QAnon operation believers. Uh, you know, so it's kind of like them using it as a as a, as a crutch of saying, okay, only these people are the bad guys, and only you know the demon rats are the cause of all the problems. Even though many of them claim it's not about the right left paradigm, it's about the truth, right? But <laughs> that's not necessarily the case. If that's all you're constantly talking about, I mean, when you go to Clay Clark, he is constantly, for the most part, yeah, focusing on discussing the Great Reset, Klaus Schwab, and Yuval Noah Harari. Okay, and I'm not saying that you don't discuss the evil that comes out of that, but it's a false juxtaposition if you yeah. leave out the CMP, if you leave out Lasserkel, if you leave out, you know, the whole light side of the world order. Okay, and just leave out, you know, what they're trying to do, what they're trying to represent, because they have their own version of this. You own nothing and be happy, which is the Nassara Gassara St. Germain Trust, if you want to even go far back in the theosophy and that, you know, your little heart desire, you'll be giving an infinite amount of money. So you won't really own anything. Okay, and you can do whatever your little heart desires. Okay, and it's based on on your attention and and hopefully that you want to help people, but it's not necessarily all, all that. Uh, you know, you can do what thou wilt. You can do whatever you want, and it won't be <laughs> oppressive uh, per se at the beginning. Now, later as a Christian, I believe it may lead to the mark of the beast to be able to continue such thing. Okay, if we are living in the end times, but that's the inversion of they have their own you know, you'll own nothing and be happy. And it'll be presented to you not under authoritarian state, not under a 1984 state, even though that will be, you know, in, in the framework, it'll be presented as a brave new world where you'll be, you know, controlled by your love of pleasure. Okay. Instead mm -hmm. of a totalitarian jackbooted state on you. Okay, so you'll be given the out of Huxley world with the 1984 infrastructure instead of what everybody tells you for the most part, which is what you're getting out of the Clay Clark Reawakening tour or the Great Reset, where it's going to be nothing but a 1984 representation or total totalitarian, almost like you could say a communist Chinese government of what the future is going to be. Right. I think that's that will happen, but it will replace by these white hats that will replace it with this brave new world order of love and light. Okay. And so in doing so you will, you know, you will not be re re restrained because government will be just deconstructed and, and you'll, you, you'll be able to do it that wilt right. pretty much at that point. And so that's what it leads to. But none of these people are discussing that they're only saying Hillary Clinton is bad or, right. or, or Joe Biden's bad or Klaus Schwab's bad or the World Economic Forum's bad, or the Council on Foreign Relations is bad. But they're leaving out this whole other group, which is going to represent the Great you know, Awakening, which is Michael Flynn, or Donald Trump, right, or the people right. behind these people, or the CMP, or the La Circle. So, they're, so you know, again, they're not, it's not necessarily what they're 
telling you about the Great Reset. It's what they're not telling you about the Great Awakening and how it's false as well. Damn. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, you know, on a on a very basic level, just to bring it down, because like we can make the argument that the CMP has done a great job at at staying hidden. You know, um, and and they have right a, a lot better than the Bilderbergers or or the Council on Foreign Relations and all these other people, all these other think tanks. You know, um, but um, the weaponization takes place on a very basic level for most Americans, right? So they weaponize uh, the World Economic Forum and and the whole you know you'll own nothing and and be happy. They weaponize it and they point at one direction. They point at the Democrats and all that's doing is solidifying the left right divide, right? Because the Democrats are the evil ones, right? But they don't point at themselves. If you are speaking at a Reawaken America tour event, there is a problem. Okay, so so just keep that in mind. If if you're going there and you are asked to speak, you should reevaluate your entire position. What am I saying? That Clay Clay Clark decided it would be a good idea to have me on. If if Clay Clark ever sent me an email, I'd be like, Yo, what the fuck is this? What's going on? What, what 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 did I say? Let me go through all my episodes and see what the fuck I said. Well, Charlie Ward, Charlie Ward speaking at him for God's well, sake. I mean, this guy's a know? maniac. He's 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 crazy. But but I mean, in general, you know, like I, I would sit and really reevaluate my position. So if you're if you're going there and if you're speaking there, there is a problem because that that, that is divisive politics and it's a bunch of bullshit to be honest. And, and it's it's uh there are some some truths surrounding it but it's it's uh mostly uh nonsense kenzie your thoughts then we're going to charlie then we're switching up what's up oh gosh i have a lot of thoughts um i did get kind of stuck on the the mark of the beast point because I, people think that that's so far away and again i don't want to put a timeline on anything i think about this stuff every now and again and I actually had recently so it's not like it's always on my mind but the push to to bring that forward could happen. I don't think that it would happen overnight necessarily, but I think that all the instruments are in place to get us there. I mean, we already see so many other countries are using and testing these digital currencies and digital IDs and just digital everything. Mm -hmm. And you see that if they don't follow these certain rules, then they don't even get to use it. And people... You know, I, I don't generally talk about this kind of stuff, but people better be really strong in their faith. Or even if you don't have faith, you just, you know, have some pride in yourself. It's going to have to be really, really strong to resist. Because when your dollars mean absolutely nothing, everything is stripped from you. You know, a lot of people will be on their knees begging for this new system to mm -hmm. come into place so they can live that comfortable lifestyle. That's the only thing that matters to people nowadays is to be comfortable, mm -hmm. you know, and, and life isn't necessarily about being comfortable. There's supposed mm -hmm. to be obstacles and struggles yep. and hardships that happen. And that's whether you're a Christian or not, life is not just sailing away on, on smooth seas. Mm -hmm. So, and, and, you know, I already think the U S dollar is already so close to being that mark of the beast. That is part of the beast system. And I'm not downing any of us. I mean, yes, we transact in dollars, but it is the global leader as of right now, you know, for currency. And I don't think that that'll stay true forever. We see it deteriorating now. Mm -hmm. Other countries are switching positions and how they want to pay for goods. 
Um, and the whole Russia-Ukraine thing really shook that up. It gives them an excuse, right, to make the dollar not be so strong and move to something else in the future. But I just wanted to rant on that for a second because <laughs> it would be so easy to flip the switch and, right. and get people converted over. Absolutely. What's up, Charlie? Well, I think Kenzie's right. I mean, the, the idea of pushing people, forcing their hand through a currency reset is... Um, is, has been a fantasy of theirs for a long, long time. They they knew this mm -hmm. this dollar based system is uh, fiat currency is uh, has major flaws, and they are inflating it because they you know they they know that it's not built to last. And we're at the end life cycle of the mm -hmm. of the dollar in general. And and frankly, we're 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 one event away from a catastrophe inside America in particular, but it wouldn't be limited to America. And that is a depegging of the dollar as the world's reserve currency. Now that seemed, you know, always seemed like a, a something that might not happen uh, anytime soon, but then you start to, you see, you know, you, well, what's been going on with this Russia, Ukraine situation. What you saw was when, when the, the team NATO put the sanctions on Russia, it forced Russia to get creative and find new ways to deal with their currency. So they started backing it with gold, um, 5,000 rubles to a gram of gold that did wonders for it. Then they started talking to China and saying, well, you know, we can do some, we can sell you some oil in exchange for rubles. Then they said to China, hey, why don't you guys go do that deal with Saudi Arabia that the Americans have had, that petrodollar arrangement. That's what, when they did that, uh, America was buying, you know, close to two and a half million barrels of, of oil a day from the Saudis. Now they're only buying half a million, less than half a million barrels. You guys are buying two million barrels a day. There shouldn't be a petrodollar arrangement. It should be a petro yuan or arrangement. You guys should go set that up. And China's going, yeah, that's a good idea. So now all of a sudden the dollar is, is has the potential to become extremely weak. When that happens, you know, get ready to uh, be paying a whole lot more for everything and it'll be a catastrophe. And in the ashes of a catastrophe, they will offer the solution a central bank digital currency, which will save you from this. Maybe, hey, listen, we're, we'll, I'll tell you what, it doesn't even have to be a full replacement right now. We're just going to offer you this with a universal basic income attached to it. We're going to give you free money. Do you want free money? Do Charlie, what if, it's, money? what if it's backed by gold? I'm curious about that because the elites have been hoarding gold for a, forever and a day. So what if that's the system as they back it up by gold? <laughs> Well, I'm well, saying I'm, I, I'm, I don't I'm just... want a central bank digital currency at all. But <laughs> if you if you had to have a fiat currency that was in, let's just say the ruble went full gold and said we're backing it. Actually, we're but we're we're not. It's not just the ruble. It's the BRICS, brush, uh, Br Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. We all decide we're going to come together and do a BRICS currency, and we're going to back that by gold then they've just built a better mousetrap. So that would be more appealing. But again, fiat currencies get, they get debased. They get- but It's still a mousetrap like you said. It's, it's still, still a mousetrap, mouse but it's Kenzie. a better mousetrap. So I, I, I think, see over there. I though. think the whole point in stocking up and hoarding gold is to clear those debts whenever they come, right? So when that, mm. that final door is closing and all of your dollars or whatever currency that you're attached to is worth nothing- we can't, they won't allow a system where they just evaporate this debt. The same thing with student loans going on today where people are getting help and assistance with that. You're, you're going to pay for it later and we're all paying for it now, 
right? So the debt doesn't just get to disappear and the slate be washed clean. It's going to have to be paid with something that has value. I think that they will use gold with that, which is funny because it'll continue to stay in their own hands anyway. Yep. And then they can bring in this new currency, but they will never, I really strongly believe they will never back whatever this new currency is with something that is legitimate and tangible. Yeah. It, it has to be programmable because to bring in it, it incentivizes them. And I, I wanted to speak on that too, because Charlie had mentioned something kind of like that. You know, there could be a point where the U S dollars still exist and a new digital currency does, but Hey, maybe you make like 3% more off of holding this digital currency until they get everyone converted over. And now we're going to program it to where you have to literally spend it in two weeks or so. And maybe there's not even enough there to actually get by with. It's it's just enough to keep some food in your stomach, right? Mm -hmm. um, so all of this, I don't know. It, it's a fun thought experiment for me, but I really think that the whole reason for gold just being there is to pay off the massive amount of debts that we've accumulated um, because that slate will never be washed clean. I mean, it's impossible right now. So... I agree. Up, John? I, see I, you, agree. I see you nodding your head with, over there. I agree with Kinsey on that to some degree, yes, but as far as yeah. it could be used to pay off the debt for sure. Um, yeah. But again, the way I look at it is is, is a possibility because we're being sold that we're going to be put under a, uh, in a, a digital currency, almost a slave system under mm -hmm. a credit score, right? But what if yeah. it's the inverse of that, where as long as you do what they tell you to do and you're in line, mm -hmm. you have the ability to afford whatever you want to afford? Like, what if it's the inverse of that, where most of the population says they do fall in line uh, with the government or what would be come to fruition, the B system, they are given anything. And anybody outside of that rejects that is given mm -hmm. nothing. I would so, expect I would expect massive incentivization programs early on. They're going to get nothing but carrots. You won't get the yeah. stick till the very end, but it'll be like, Hey, you want to convert to this, this, uh, USD us dollar digital uh, dollar. Um, I'll tell you what, for the first six months, we'll give you two USD for every $1 you convert with Right. that offer expires in six months. Then we go to a dollar 50. Then we go to a dollar. Then we go to 50 cents. Then we go to a quarter. You get it? It's like it forces everybody. In. So I would expect the, the sales pitch to be fantastic until oh, yeah. you get everyone in and then the door shuts behind you. And then the deal. And then, and then you get Darth Vader. I'm yeah. altering the deal. Pray I don't alter it any further. You know, mm -hmm. that once they get you in, then the rules change. I've heard um, many people argue um the benefits of a fiat currency and i want to i want to get your thoughts on that because i think if it's done right of course it's the controllers that it'll never be done right but i think if it's done right there might be some benefits to having a fiat currency john what do you think i mean it depends as again if we're doing another thought experiment here um there as an american citizen there is some benefit of the illusion of the elites of a, the of the dollar being the top dog and of America being the top dog of the world's police. Uh, there is some benefit as an American uh, that that each of us uh, get as far as a state of a little bit 
of more luxury, a little bit of more uh, goods, what a person could argue is not necessarily a good thing, but could be a bad thing. Uh, but there is a certain amount of a little bit of extra uh, that is given to the serfs uh, by the elite and having that structure. Okay, so in having the fiat currency in the way that it is is now of course i agree that it can't sustain itself forever or maybe it can if it's just numbers on a screen they could do whatever they want i don't know but uh you know i i i i i don't think it can okay now that being said the people that try to 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 sell me uh as far as the leader concerned of Let's go back to the gold standard, kind of like the Ron Paul abolish the Fed. Right. I'm like, well, Ron Paul, wait a minute. You're you're long-term CMP or all right. Ron Paul is too. Most of the CMP is trying to push this. They're actually trying to sneak that part in of ending the Fed with a constitutional convention or a con con when George Soros and the Koch family, okay, they get together and they shake hands and they're like, Yeah, we'll end the Fed. You just gotta do a con con to rewrite the constitution. Now, we know nobody in Congress is for us. All right, so we're going to let them rewrite the Constitution? Oh, no, not when Soros and Coke, when the right and the left get together and they're being all buddy-buddy and they're like, yeah, let's do this. But in doing so, we'll abolish the Fed. And in doing so, we'll abolish the dollar. And in doing so, we'll peg the currency to gold and silver. Now, I don't think any of this is going to happen. But <laughs> this is what they're presenting, okay? And I'm like... Well, yeah, maybe ending the Fed might be better. I would think it would be, right? But then why are you trying to Trojan horse sneak in this change the Constitution nonsense? Mm -hmm. All right? So that's the problem. That's the poison pill. You know, so when Soros and the Cokes are agreeing on something, you should immediately be like, oh, no, I don't want this. Like, oh, yeah. Take this. <laughs> take yeah. this. Automatically. All right? So that's that's the poison pill with the in the Fed peg it to gold and silver. Okay, is that type of mentality? And I'm like, I'm sitting here and I'm like, we can all day long, all four of us can sit here and say that what we think is best for the government and for the world. It, it's it's it, it might, and I don't want to be crude. These thought experiments, most of the time, what they are are mental masturbation. And though I like having thought experiments like this and saying, I think the country would be best if we did this. Sadly, I don't think it would ever come to fruition because mm -hmm. the revolutions are controlled by the elite. It's oh, just I a changing agree. of the guard. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we can sit here and say, would the world be better without a central currency or a gold-based system? Maybe, maybe not. But will that ever come to fruition? I don't think so. So, you know, again, though I like discussing these things and talking about it, I just don't see something like that ever happening. Kenzie, Ultimately, we have oh, to ahead, we Jim. have to worry about if we're getting rid of something, we have to be very careful about what they're offering to yes. replace it with. Yeah, yes. As it could be worse than what we currently have. So if they're offering you something that you really, really want and it's coming from the worst people in the world, you have to be like, I'm very suspicious of you because you're offering me what I want. What are you planning to do that I don't want? Because I know mm -hmm. that I know that that's that's how they operate. So. Even as people that you may agree with, like Ron Paul, it's like, okay, why are you giving me this? But you're working with Soros and Koch brothers. Like, what's up with this? You know. So that's yeah. that again. I just yeah, learned something. I literally just learned something because, like, I wear my Ron Paul sweatshirt around, and I'm like, yeah, this is cool. Uh, <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, maybe this is not cool. Um, 
Oh, well, he'll, he'll probably be gone soon anyway. Well, um, I mean, hey, listen, I, that's the only guy I ever voted for was Ron Paul. There were a lot of cool things about Ron Paul. Does he have his faults? Of course he does. And maybe yeah. I disagree with him more now than I ever did before. You know, but yeah, but, yeah, but no, I understand the whole Ron Paul thing 100%. Oh, well, I mean, I, I look at, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Kenzie, but I look at Thomas Massey as someone who I agree with a lot of things he says, right? But yeah, and it's society's lifelong it member, you. right? So it's like, yeah what do I do? You know? So mm -hmm. I understand you being like Ron Paul. I agree with a lot of his beliefs, but he's working for the elite because they all are. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So. All right. That's all right. what we have I'm to be like. To release so, Kraken. so, so sorry about that. That was a uh, Sydney Powell. What, what, what did you have to say, Kenzie? What's going on? <laughs> I would have to, I just have to agree with what's being said there because we have a lot of people that are being thrown in front of us. And Trump is like, the black hole to this psyop where everybody mm -hmm. leads into that eventually. Right. And they think that DeSantis is their guy or, you know, like I, Ron Paul's not going to do anything today, but there's still people in the background screaming about that or that his kid yeah. could do better or something. No. Right. And is no, nowhere right. near no. that. And no, like no. you just said with Massey, people are just congregating towards these folks because and I think I've talked about this before. The left went so far that they literally slingshotted some of their crowd towards the somewhat more conservative. Right. Or even if they're not, they're saying this guy makes more sense than the bumbling guy that we have up on stage right now. So they're going to go towards that direction. And they're going to promise you anything and everything. That's the whole point of these people's jobs. Yep. Is to just make you believe in a fantasy that will not happen. There is a fantasy, but you're involved in their dark, sinister fantasy, and it's not <laughs> going to be fun once you get to the other side of that. And right. that's what I'm so concerned with right now. We have this, I don't even know the words to call it. It's a huge shift that is happening. The energy is building. It's like a powder keg. And honestly, you know, somebody here is probably more knowledgeable than me. I couldn't think of an exact period in time, but I know that throughout history, you have had these sorts of events that happen and it takes a while to brew it up and there will be some new form of power that comes into play, but it's never for the better. You know, yep. people fight all the way there. Us little cons and pawns, like we fight our way there just to end up in the same place, if not somewhere worse. Very and much so, and yes. That's what we're doing Very much so. right now. Very Sounds much. like the fourth turning. That's Tony Arterburn's area. If he was here, he'd give us a history lesson on everything you just said. Yeah. Well, in 1908, there was whatever. <laughs> All right, all right. Uh, Charlie, I'm coming to you. I'm going to release the Kraken. We need to talk about Mr. Trump. Is he going to get indicted? What's going on here? What are, you, what are your thoughts on the raid? What are your thoughts on him having documents? I know he didn't read them. They're just sitting there in the side of one of his offices with some Arby's next to them. Like, I, I mean, I, I just don't believe this shit. McDonald's. But anyway. They, they knew they knew they were that he had been had actually been reading them because there was barbecue sauce all over the documents. <laughs> that's how they ultimately that's how they figured it out. Right, right, man. What what do you think? What's your thoughts? You think he's going to get indicted? Look, they they okay. Um, there is a they're describing Trump as a black hole is great. By the way, yeah, yeah. I just, that that you know he 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 pull he's just a gravitation that pulls everything into him, and then you and you get you you want to take a peek and see what's in there, and the closer you get, you fall into into it, and then it's you're over. What a great sort of metaphor for Very him. Very much so. Yeah. 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 Um, he's the okay. He, if he runs for president, the, the, theoretically, the left has got to be very concerned. If he runs for president, 
he could win. If it were a fair election and there was no nonsense, but and I'm not trying to say that just his election was manipulated. I think all elections are manipulated, but whatever. Let's just say that let's just say that it became undeniable that he was going to become the president if he won. Well, what would you do in advance of that? You've got two years before that. You would try what however you could to make him somehow ineligible to be the candidate. So setting him up and doing all these things and putting him in a position where he's always on the defensive could be a strategy that you would use. But you better be careful because if you do something half-assed like this, and you run the risk of riling up his entire base and they go, now he can do no wrong with them. Now he's a mm-hmm. victim. If you make Trump a victim, I mean, he's, he's a lot of things in this world. A victim is not, has never really been one of them. But if you yeah. make him on top of being all powerful and all knowing and, and, and having secret cue guys behind him that are predicting the future. And also, if you also make him a victim on top of all of that, it's going to be tough to beat him. So I don't know what the left is doing. Mm-hmm. I don't think they are sending their best and brightest. I know we like to sort of say, well, you know, they've got this whole thing planned out and they're doing blah, 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 blah. Maybe they do and maybe they don't. But have you seen the people that are in charge of the the, the left, the hardcore left? They don't seem like the most competent people. Like when I, when, when no, for better or worse, you know, when George W. Bush came into office and Rumsfeld and Cheney immediately, they knew their way around that. They came in, they locked everything down, and they got to business right away. That was a very dangerous administration. I look at the Biden administration right now, and I, I feel like they don't, like nobody knows who's in charge and nobody knows what they're doing, and they're all newbies and they're all introducing themselves. Hi, I'm Pete Buttigieg. I'm here to be the transportation secretary. Whereas Rumsfeld would have been like, Everybody get out of here right now. All you people are fired. I'm bringing all my guys in. We're starting on day one. We're doing this, 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 and this. There's been none of that. So I think that that's the point. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's, it's, the, maybe it's the, the Trump black it, hole to get people to right, jump in. Right away. That's the point at the Biden yeah. administration is to be a, a, an inept failure. I think so. I mean, we should accomplish sure, but yeah. Holy crap. They well, couldn't do it any better. If, that was, if that's the goal, then they are fantastic at their jobs let's Gold let's stars. keep in let's keep into uh, let's keep in mind that outside of the alternative media there may be a different view and mm-hmm. drudge report is currently doing its best to, to say that it's the summer of biden his uh, approval rate has gone up from the doldrums to about 44 percent right now you know and uh, and uh, they're saying that the big accomplishments that he's touting there is a half of the country that will vote for anyone other than Donald Trump. Let's keep this in mind. I think the whole thing of Trump winning by a landslide is complete fantasy. Um, it, it's, it's never been a thing. He barely beat uh, Hillary Clinton. He did not beat her in the popular vote. And, uh, and I don't think he beat Biden. And that's not because of Biden. It's because of Trump. Everybody says, oh, 85 million view, uh, votes. Biden would never get that. No. He wouldn't. Do you know why he did? Because of Donald Trump. That's why he did. You know, so I mean, th- th- I believe even if he runs again, and I think there's a lot of, of validity in what Charlie said, and uh, and I've talked about this with Tony, and he says it as well, that uh, that he's got so much, uh, you know, momentum behind him right now, and the support is crazy because of what happened at Mar-a-Lago, but I don't think, it doesn't, it doesn't matter just how, just how, um, 
people don't care that that back Trump, what happens, they will back him regardless. They're the Trump haters that will hate him no matter what. So uh, it'll be difficult. I think Chris Graves in the chat said that it was Michelle Obama versus Trump in 2024. If that happens, it is a wrap. Trump will not win that election. Nowhere close. And he will say that it was stolen and people will believe him because that's what happened the last time. He said it. People believe them. That's it. I'm sorry, Kenzie. We're coming to you. Go ahead. Sorry. No, it's okay. I just want to. I want to get everybody's opinion here. Right. Do you think that our views on that are warped because of maybe where we live? Because you're Absolutely. in New York, right? Absolutely. And I'm I'm in the South. Right. So, so every everybody here has their let's go Brandon F Joe Biden mugs and Yetis and yep. all this stupid crap. Mm-hmm. Um. I wonder if the perspective is just somewhat warped, though, because of what you hear around you and then maybe what I hear around me. Um, I I do think that, like, Trump won both of those elections. If we Mm. were doing real election, now, none of them are real. And the whole reason that Biden got it was to really stir up that crowd of people. And even folks that voted for Biden are like, what the hell did I do? Like, this is people that I've talked to personally. Because they didn't Some. like Trump. You right. Know? Go ahead, John. Well, I actually have to defend Billy here. Uh, it just because a lot of people still give him flack. I'm not saying you are, Kinsey, but a lot of people. Oh, people give me flack all the time, bro. Uh, oh, no <laughs> flack. No flack. No, I, know, I know you're not, but right. I'm just saying a lot of people still do. So, okay. So, a couple of things. One, I completely thought Trump was going to win. I did. I thought I thought he could, the 2020, I thought he completely had it had in the back. Uh, and then he didn't. And then, so I was like, and me and Billy had numerous discussions about this. Um, I think that they do a psychological manipulation of the mind for voters ever since Cambridge Analytica in 2016 and Trump. Okay. So they, they put two people up there. They kind of have them duel it out like a trading places bet. You know, they both Mm -hmm. serve the elite, you know, and so they kind of put them up there and now people actually do for lack of better terms, vote. Uh, And you can say it's rigged just by them putting up two candidates up there. Right. So, So I do think that that many people really did vote for yeah. Joe Biden. And at one time, I didn't think that was the case. Like, I really was like, this is, you know, you can ask Billy. We had numerous arguments. Before the was, election. Like, I was for like, months, or, or, even after, or even after the election. Yeah. You know, I was like, you know, and so, but now looking back on it, I'm like, more and more, I think he's right. Where I think that they really made people hate Trump. And people did hate Trump. Right. All right. So people like me, I voted in 2016. I voted for Trump. But 2020, I didn't vote for anybody. And I'm never going to vote again. All I've right. I've never so, voted for anyone. So Good for you, Kenzie. You're the smart you. one. That's how it well, should be. No, Trump, too. Trump I voted for Ron Paul voting right, voting years ago. That's what we voting, voting is a crime, in my opinion. All right. But anyway, <laughs> that's another question. But, um, you know, but so I really do think. That, and I think in 2024 is going to be Trump versus Hillary. I really do. And Trump's, exactly. Trump's going to win. Yeah, because they're, they've, be. done, they've done something with Hillary or they've given her a new body double or they've like given her some <laughs> of the secret medicine or something. But I don't know. Like She's got this like this show that she's doing with her daughter now with Chelsea. And it's like, they're probably, I, I, I think it's going to happen. I really do think it's going to be Trump versus Hillary Clinton to electric boogaloo. All right. And Trump will win. But but you guys are right, and Charlie's right in that this okay. So there are a lot of people who were on the fence about Trump. They were like, "Yeah, I'm not so much in love with them anymore." The Operation Warp Speed stuff kind of left a sad, uh, a sour taste right. in their mouth, you know. And Trump always praising vaccines and not learning to stop, shut up, and praising vaccines, you know, and everything. Well, but because of the sympathy, Charlie's right about that. 
because of the sympathy oh, he's right. of the raid, all of right. a sudden they were like, forgetting that Trump has decades long criminality, like decades long. Right? Like, I don't think that he was like, I, I, to be honest, I don't think he really knows a lot of what's in these documents. All right. I think they were just, you know, like, I, I don't think he's ever read them. I don't think he's ever looked at them. I could be wrong, but I just don't think he has. I don't think he was like, take this and take this. Cause that doesn't seem to be like Trump. You know, I could see so, people reading him info as bedtime maybe, stories or while he sits on the toilet. Somebody maybe, just stands yeah, there and reads yeah. it for him. But I just don't think he cares to be, I just don't no. think he does. And so, you know, so the whole thing, as far as like, this is what's found here and it's all Trump and the whole nuclear code saying like they don't change the nuclear codes every so often during the presidency or they don't change the nuclear codes uh, when uh, a Trump, like a president, like you know, they get a new president, you know, or that we can even discuss our nukes feasible, but that's another discussion. All right. But like, let's say that they are like to sit here and say, well, they don't, you know, they, they, you know, Oh no, Trump's got the nuke codes. So he's going to sell them to Putin. And it's like, okay, first of all, you have to have a specialized so device department yeah. to call it in and right. the codes change. And it's like, what are you talking about? Right. That's you know, so, I think that, so I think that was a rub, but I think, you know, this did give Trump a lot of sympathy. Yeah. Like he didn't have that beforehand. Really? Some people, he got some sympathy because people think the election was stolen from him. All right. Yeah. But this was like the next level of sympathy. All oh, right. Yeah. We're now they're this, like just, this they're reinforces yeah. the idea in people that think the election was stolen from him. This reinforces that look, they, don't want to, they don't want to be president again. They want him in jail. That's exactly know? the narrative. And so because right. of that, and, and Trump thrives on this and Trump right. thrives mm -hmm. even from the progressive media because the progressive media frames it wrong. They don't frame it that Trump's a decade long criminal in a lot of ways. They're like, oh, Trump's got the new codes, the new codes, Putin, new codes. You know, and so because of that, and because they're not truthful in de in Trump's decades-long criminality anymore, they're only focus on focusing on the January sixth insurrection, which again people have sympathy for people in that as well, and some of it is deserving. Okay, some some of those people weren't even at the Capitol and they've been arrested and, and definitely you know and definitely retained, and a lot yeah. of them were psychographical and psychologically spiritual warfare to go to the Capitol. There are a lot of true believers there, mm -hmm. or the people who really fomented it, like Roger Stone and Michael Flynn. Uh, and Ali Alexander and Alex Jones and people like them, well, they their hands are clean and nothing will ever happen to them. Right. Okay. Or Trump, for example. But like the lower people that weren't agents or feds or whatever, you know, not all of them were Antifa. All right. A lot of them, you know, were, were, were you know, so, but that's another discussion for another time. I don't want to join here. But let me get, let me get Charlie in real quick, buddy, because we, we got to go and I want to get Charlie's thoughts on I this. What's up, I want to stand up for John for a second on what he said um, about Cl about Hillary Clinton coming back and running in 2024. I will have you know oh. that they have fired up the Clinton Global Initiative again. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yes, really? They have. They shut that really? down the day after she lost the election. It has now been reopened. She's running. No. Yes. She might run, man. And remember, Christopher Reddy from Newsmax, for all y'all that think Newsmax is great conservative media... He whitewashed all the stuff about Vince Foster that he wrote and said that is no longer the truth, that the Clintons did not assassinate Vince Foster. And he donates to the Clinton Foundation, CMP Christopher Ruddy does for the 2010s, and he is fully behind the Clinton administration. Man. Newsmax is a limited hangout, and it is not conservative. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Listen, man, that, that is probably – Charlie, I'm, com I'm coming right back to you. Okay. That, that's probably one of the only scenarios, like the – Maybe the only scenario that I can see that Donald Trump may have a shot at the White House again if he runs against Hillary Clinton. And that's not to say that these people will not vote Hillary Clinton in just out of the visceral hate for Donald Trump. Somebody said in the, in, in the chat, when has that ever happened in history? 
that somebody uh, uh, voted against somebody else just based on hate. It happened in in 2020, bro. That's it. I don't know about anything else. But and and Kenzie and I want you to speak on this too, Charlie, because um, John kind of spoke on it. But Kenzie said, "How much of this goes to where we live, right? What kind of influence does that have on a on a person's thinking?" And that's exactly my point, Kenzie. I was sitting here listening to everyone leading up to 2020 saying that Trump was going to win in a landslide. And I did not see the evidence of that. I was like, what are you talking about? Because well, I'm here in New, see, I'm here in New York. Weird? Isn't I'm, that weird it, if everybody right. around you said that and around me said that? And they're no, like, no, no, no. Oh, everybody around me, I'm sorry, I should, I should specify. Everybody around me in the alternative media. Okay, okay. You know, everybody that was talking to me. You know, in the alternative Including media, myself. Was, he's going to win. Right, he's going to win in a landslide. Win in a landslide. Like it's not even close. And I'm like, I know people that have never voted in their life that are going to get up and vote for Biden. They don't know who the hell Biden is. Literally, I stood online with my wife. My wife went to vote. Right, she voted for Joe Biden. I don't have any control over this, guys. Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> I went. I went with her, and I stood online just to see what people were doing. And they were like, I don't care who's running. Get this dude out of the White House. That's what they were telling me. You know, and, and that's, what, that's, that's what happened in New York. I saw it in areas of Pennsylvania, even though you did see Pennsylvania hardcore with the Trump flags and all this other stuff. I saw a lot of that. It's that the, the, the Trump, the Trump uh, 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 um, you know, uh, followers, the Trump backers are very vocal. They're very out there. They, they try to push their agenda and their narrative on everybody else. There, there is not, there's, that passion doesn't exist for Joe Biden or any Democrat at this point. There is no agenda. They have no, no verbal, like, yes, yeah, Joe Biden, what are, you, what are you running on? Right. Well, I'm running on that I'm not Trump. Exactly. Okay, well, what else are you running on? I'm running on Build Back Better. All right. Well, that's the World Economic Forums. What else? What other plans do you have? Well, I plan to. Ha I, I next time I plan to get twelve people at my rally instead of <laughs> instead of four. Right. You know, I saw that. I saw a twenty-mile line of cars in Arizona for a Trump rally, mm -hmm. and then they cut to the Biden uh, Biden rally in Arizona, and they've got a, a reporter there, and the reporter's going, "I don't know what to tell you guys. I'm totally confused. I feel like I'm maybe I'm at the wrong place, but there's nobody here." And then maybe they've moved places and they didn't tell the media, but we're all here and there's nobody here. And I'm going, okay, Biden doesn't even know, they don't even know where the event is. Right. Trump has an event and there's 20 miles of cars. Yeah. Of course, I'm going to think that he's going to win. Of yeah. They you just know? randomly like get on their boats too, the boat parade. But did, they, pre but did they present that to us? So that's the million dollars. Mind control. With the Straight boats, up. they totally did. Yeah. When yep. did it get cool? When did it get cool to back a a, a presidential candidate? When when the hip hop now, John and I are gonna do a show about it. When did it get cool to be like, yo, Donald Trump? I love Donald Trump, and I'm gonna rap about Donald Trump. I'm like, really? Like hip hop is anti-establishment from yeah. the beginning. Yeah. You know when did it get cool to do shit like that? And and they sell millions. Well, not millions, but they're doing okay. They sell they're, a lot. They like, sell a lot. You know, and, and, and this is what I mean. There was never this, let's have boat parties for Michael Dukakis. You know, like, let's, let's have boat parties for Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan is like, you know, put up on a pedestal nowadays. Like, it wasn't that way back in the day. I'm sorry. No. It just, it was it just freaking wasn't. It Everybody's was like, oh, Ronald Reagan is the greatest or whatever. Like, that, that's, that's a recent phenomenon. All right. So I, I've never seen what I've seen for Donald Trump. It's a different day. It's well, the only thing, the only thing I can... 
Which Obama like, was like the Rolling Stones. The only thing that I can get close to it was Obama, and Obama yeah. was the first mm-hmm. to utilize uh, a social media in order to get his point across. Total personality. And, and and Chris Wiley, who was who was working with the Obama administration, went over to Cambridge Analytica and used all of that, everything he learned with Obama, and applied it to what went on eventually with Donald Trump. You know who's this about to use that stuff it. now, Billy. What's Did you hear about that? You know who's about to use that stuff now for their campaign in 2024, right? Who? Liz All Cheney. Liz Cheney. Liz both Cheney, them, but Liz Cheney doesn't stand a chance in my I opinion, but both of them aren't going to do the same thing. using the iVoter guide and all that, and then and, and, and the Coke stuff. She's going to mm-hmm. use it. And the wow. left was championing her, okay? You know, her and her, her dark Vader CMP father, right? <laughs> part of the rebel resistance. But yet the same stuff they go against Trump of using all this stuff, which which Obama usually used it beforehand, like you mentioned. Right. Now Liz Cheney's using it. Right, so. right. If you can convince the American people to vote for Liz Cheney, I will believe that that mind control technology actually works for sure. Because well, there's nothing about that woman that is even don't, slightly don't appealing. Don't test him. Don't test him. Or we'll I'm, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not offering like a <laughs> challenge or anything like that. I'm just saying that if if somebody if all of a sudden somebody as unlikable as that becomes the candidate and wins and gets this enthusiasm, then mind control is most definitely real. I agree with you. And in, in 2024, if I doubt it will happen, but if it does happen, we'll all come together along, along with Tony and Don and, and discuss that. But why can't we apply the same knowledge to Donald Trump? If they can get such a detestable person, such a despicable person, freaking from, from the beginning, okay, who was having sex with a nurse when they were having, uh, when, when her kid, when, when his wife was having a child in the hospital. Likely had a weird relationship yeah. with Ivanka, right? right. Oh, he, no, well, we don't know about that, but he was definitely with, with Epstein so many It's things. a weird, weird relationship. It's a fucking it's weird. weird relationship. It's weird. <laughs> Roy, Roy Cohn, oh, I mean, you can just go on and on and on to get this many people behind him and think that he is the answer. Why isn't that enough for people to say something's very wrong here? Like, I, I don't know why that's not enough personally, but I am uh, typically in, in a, in a, in a team of one when it comes to this, maybe one and a half. So completely understood. Hey, I'm just telling you what I think is going to go down. I, I told everybody that Biden was going to win that election months before it happened. You looked at me like I was freaking crazy and I freaking get it. I'm telling you now it's going to be really hard for Mr. Trump to win again. And if he doesn't win again, it's going to be the end of the freaking world because he will say it was stolen, whether it was or it wasn't. He will say he's going to say it was stolen. And and what that going to what's that's going to spark in America is crazy. And if he does win, it's still going to spark craziness. I think it'll be more if, if he loses. But if he, I don't want Hillary to be president of the United States. OK, I think it's more if he wins, in my opinion. But we'll see. You think it's more yeah. if he wins. All right. It's closing thoughts. And then we're getting out of here. We already did a little bit of overtime. Charlie, closing thoughts, bro. Well, if you like Billy Ray Valentine's election picks, you should see his uh, fantasy football picks for this coming season. So go to DraftKings, get Billy Ray Valentine's picks. Six-time six champion of, of, of my fantasy draft, ladies and gentlemen. And if any of you guys, all right, want me to take your money, I would be more than happy to do so. Hit me up at theinfinitefringe at, uh, uh, at gmail.com, and, and I will be more than glad to join your fantasy league and whip up on all of y'all. Okay. Charlie Robinson, tell them where they can find you. Come on. Macroaggressions uh, goes out twice a week, once as a monologue, once as an interview. You can catch it in video format on Rockfin, 
Odyssey and Bandot Video and in audio format wherever podcasts are available. The website, theoctopusofglobalcontrol.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at Macroaggression. Doing Thanks. incredible work all the time. Incredible interviews. You are fantastic at what you do, sir. Thank Incredibly you, charismatic. Uh, what can I say? I, I can't put you over any more than I can. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's just a, a great, great podcast. Go listen to it. Kenzie, what is going on? You can give us your closing thoughts if you have any, and then tell everybody where they can find you. They're going to start calling you over at Wise Wolf. I'm telling you. So, so this is going to want to speak to Kenzie. That's all they're going to want to do. What's up, Kenzie? Hey, hey. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, people probably will call me now. Um, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. No, I. you can find me on Fringe News. I have come over to this platform I did start working for Tony recently and I will, I will not lie. I've been way too tired to do a, a stream, but we've gotten right. like caught up now. So I'm like, okay, I have some breathing room and hopefully Sunday nights, I've decided Sunday nights cause Thursdays get pretty busy. Um, I'll do streams over there. And I also run the uh, wise wolf gold account on Twitter or fringe news on Twitter, but that's just, that's all of me. There's no professionalism over there at all. <laughs> I mean, uh, how much professionalism are you going to get here? I doubt it, man. Live from the kill shed. Hey, Kenzie, thank you so much for doing this on, on last minute. You too, Charlie. Of course. Uh, live from the kill shed, Mr. John Brism, Shock Brison, the Patriot Street Fighter, Black Trump. We got more, but I can't remember them. Ladies and gents, what's up, buddy? Uh, doing well, young Kennedy. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, um, I, <laughs> I want to thank everybody for being on this panel. It's been great. Uh, American Unplugged's been great. We're the B team, but we're the best team. All right. And uh, uh, everybody can find me. We've read the documents on YouTube. Uh, we've worn underscore red on Twitter. Uh, we've read on Substack if you want to read my finders. Um, uh, 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 draft of my book. Uh, and sometimes you might hear me on uh, Charlie's fine show, Macroaggressions. Uh, it's good to be here on with Kinsey as well. I do listen to you. Uh, and Tony, uh, I, I actually do. I am interested in cryptocurrency, even though I know it's some people could say it's an evil means to an end in a lot of ways. But uh, nonetheless, but I'm glad to be here on America Unplugged uh, with everybody here on the panel. And uh, God bless everybody. I hope you take care. And that one was completely last minute, like a minute before. Hey, I'll do it. <laughs> nice. Added him right in. That was dope. Thank you. Thank you for thank you all three of you guys. I mean, I, you know, I love you guys, but th thank you for coming in. And 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 doing this with me, Tony couldn't be here today. He was in the chat and gave us twenty bucks. Can you believe that? So, so Tony's on the road tipping us. What's up, Tony? Thank you for tipping you. yourself. We appreciate it. Uh, Paul King, what's up? Thank you for the tip. I just saw that, man. Thank you, uh, John Henry. What's up? Thank you for being here. Tom Cooper, what's going on? Chris Graves, let's do it. Hit me up. What's up with you? How you doing? Well, what else we got? We got Stephanie Green. What's going on? How you doing? I, I want to get everybody else. I want to get a harps. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Okay. I'll keep going, but I got to go. So I'm sorry for everybody that I didn't hit up. There's, I know there's tons of, tons of uh, back and forth in the, in the chat, which I really enjoy. My name is Billy Ray Valentine. Billy the Kid, you know the deal. Theinfinitefringe.podbeam.com and The Infinite Fringe on Apple Podcast. And of course, right here every Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern, America Unplugged with Mr. Don Jeffries, who is afraid of me and does not want me in his fantasy league. And Mr. Tony Arterburn, who does not know anything about fantasy. But, um, but we're, we're going to try to do something. Maybe, I, I, I don't know if we can do it this year, but next year, we're going to, Lord willing, we're going to have an alternative media fantasy football league. Don and Charlie are in, and myself. Fantasy we'll wrestling. I'm in. Fantasy, fantasy. You're in, Kenzie? 
Dope. Yeah, y'all have no idea. Like, y'all have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I believe. Ginger for the championship. I, I believe it. I believe it 100%. People, people, people know some of my history on DraftKings. So Get the hell out. Are you serious? Are you serious? Because that you, 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 fooled. oh, I'm not, I'm not kidding. I'm oh, not. beautiful. I love it. <laughs> I love it. This is fantastic. So, this is, this is happening. This is going to happen. Okay. We're getting up out of here. Hang out, guys, for just a sec. Don't burn the place down while we're gone. Thank you for listening. The guys will be back next week, Lord willing. All right. Bye bye.